This is the Roaring Elephant Podcast, and we're back again from the purgatory of hell. Well, purgatory of open source, things that might be less positive, whatever. Stuff we talked about last time. We're going to continue <laughs> on the same vein a little bit. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking something about something that actually was how I met my co-host. Ish. Ish. Kind of. Maybe. <laughs> We're going to talk about mentoring, and apparently mentoring is rare in open source. And we're not talking about the meat quality here. We're talking about things that are valued a lot of money, and it's rare. So I guess open source mentors like Dave, who was my mentor when I started this solution architecture thingamajig, <laughs> you got a lot of money for that, didn't you? I'm not. I think I, I must have been uh, paid in uh, life experience. I don't remember a Karma. lot of money changing hands. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, karma, karma points. Hey, yeah. yeah, I think that that must have been what it was. Okay, so the the let's see, the premise here is um, is is talking about the fact that open source mentorship is and the words they use are surprisingly rare, and I think the if we kind of take a step back from sort of the the uh, perhaps slightly inflammatory way that they're talking about this. Um, and with they, we just I mean, mean the internet. Yeah. Like, if you think about any open source project, okay, so you've got a code base out there somewhere, maybe on GitHub, maybe on, oh, I don't know, SourceForge, if we go okay. going old school. <laughs> I use Cogs maybe, myself. Maybe, so. Yeah, maybe maybe just, like, out there on the website somewhere. So you've got, you've got a source, a, a code base somewhere. Uh, maybe it's an open source license maybe it's just out there in the world and you've got people that work on that code and contribute to it and you've got people that use it and you've got people that are interested in using it and maybe interested in contributing to it and so okay all of these things all of these things exist and you've got this this concept of someone uh, being mentored. Now, we talked earlier about community and about building communities around projects and the fact that it takes time and it takes effort and it takes people sort of actually contributing to contributing their time and effort into building communities and continuously doing that. And it's a good thing. And it is a good thing. But I view mentorship as being a part of that, a part of that sort of community program. But I, what I don't see is two things. I don't see that this is any different between open source and, frankly, any other software. So what I mean by that is... I don't, I don't really understand why open source is, is kind of sing, singled out here because I don't think any like software out there or any projects out there do a particularly good job of mentoring people for, for free. Like the, if you've got closed source proprietary stuff, there's usually a business behind it and there's sort of, um, organizations looking to charge money for it. If you've got a, a you know, even a, just a closed source hobby project that someone's 
released out there for free. Um, like they may be interested in maybe forums or there may be Discord channels or the Discord servers or there may be like other ways where you can get involved. But typically, I think of mentorship as being more of a more of a like one to one relationship or a relationship where you've got a mentor and a mentee and you know that person is taking someone through a journey about learning and whatever it might be and i i don't think that makes sense in in this sort of arena i think what makes far more sense is um you're expected to figure something out along the way and if you have a problem you ask a question and hopefully someone in that community will respond with to point you in the right direction but i i'm not sure i'm not sure sort of what what is expected beyond that i have so many things to disagree with there <laughs> excellent bring it on i've been making some notes here along the way as well but i'm probably gonna miss half of what i was thinking about because I actually agree that it is uh, rare in open source. And I also agree that it's not more rare than in non-open source, mm. but it's more visible that it's rare. Because you said at a certain point, uh, free mentoring is always rare. True. In companies, in organizations, mentorship is paid. I mean, I've been mentoring a lot of people. That's just part of mm -hmm. the job that I do as a senior person. I get paid for that. In open source, nobody's going to pay you to do mentoring. It has to be from the goodness of your heart or because you see some advantage yeah. from it, and there is an advantage from it, of course. But that's why in open source, all mentoring is free. So it is rare to get people to put effort, time and effort in because a lot of open source people in open source do write code. A lot of developers are in open source. There's not that many community managers in open source. Typically, those only mm -hmm. come in when the open source project becomes bigger than the community itself and you need kind of a community presence a marketing presence perhaps commercial presence whatever mm -hmm. and that's when that stuff gets added but in the beginnings and in 99 percent of all open source in the world because don't forget 80 percent of open source projects you've never heard of mm -hmm. they're very niche probably uh, often and the only way to get into that stuff is mentoring a second difference for me is that in a commercial environment you can have expectations if I'm going to hire you to do a certain job for me, I will have prerequisites before I will hire you because I'm going to pay you money and I want you to be to have some baggage, to have some basis, some things that you already know about. And as a commercial entity, some of the baggage I hope you have is experience delivering open source contributions, commitments, whatever, commits, whatever. How do you get that experience? Well, that's where the young people that from the ground up, they do their first little code project and open source thing. And they've learned in school how to write decent code, I hope, uh, eliminate bugs, uh, write things that are maintainable. That's all stuff you learn there. But now you have to start working in a group. And maybe you've had the advantage, which I had, well, advantage, yes or no. I had experience, let's call it that, that I had to do my end uh, paper with uh, in a group with few people. So you had to have a little of a group dynamic going on there. In my case, that basically meant that I did all the work and the other guy got half of the points. Uh, but if you go in an open source thing, you will have to learn to work in a team and a very, very distributed, badly connected team of very loosely coupled item uh, objects, whatever. 
So that stuff, that also needs to get a bigger part of mentoring. Because if you look at what I do in mentoring on my colleagues, sure, we talk about the technology and demos and stuff like that. That's part of it. But a big point, part of the mentoring is also about culture, about how do you do this thing? If you have a new person joining from a consulting role, for example, and he wants to become a solution architect, there's a whole different way of looking at a customer interaction that way. You have to be very much more a tightrope dance resolution architect, being able to jump, oh, I was thinking I was going to do this today. Customer says, <laughs> I have oh, no problem. Of course we can do that other thing I haven't prepared at all. As a consultant, that usually doesn't happen. And it can be very stressful. And it's something you need to be mentored towards how to deal with that stuff. And the secret is basically, don't care. Trust yourself. Know you can do whatever you want to do. And just do your best. And customers will be happy if they see that you make, do an effort. And of course, have package. Sorry about that. But see, all of these things do make, in my opinion, a situation where in open source, mentoring is much more needed, much more elaborate. And it's done for free, which means that a lot of demand, probably less offer. So it'll be rarer to get a good mentorship relation happening in open source. Mm. Beat that with a stick. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that some of the things we're talking about we're in there's a certain element of violent agreement Absolutely. and I think some things there's um, I'm still not sure that I agree that there's and I think I think you did say this I'm not I don't believe that there's a uh, that mentorship is rarer in proprietary versions of open source, which I think is the one of the problems that I, one of the objections I have with this is I think that mentorship is just as much of a weakness elsewhere. Yes. But I suppose something else I was thinking is that at least with open source, I do agree that some form of mentorship, guidance, support, community again going back to that same word is needed but i do think one of the differences between open source and proprietary is that at least open source gives you the chance to self start in some way shape mm -hmm. or form um in a way that you know proprietary does not like the open source at least the code is there hopefully there's some Docs there. Hopefully, there's you know other other stuff supporting it. Um, other people using it that have shared their experiences. Whereas typically in the proprietary world, you know, documentation can be behind paywalls. Documentation can you know can be sort of can be buried yeah, elsewhere. Yeah, but you won't be working on the project if it's behind a paywall. I mean, if you work for the company, you're also behind the paywall. You have access to documentation. Not always, no. Like sometimes they they like it's it's not as common for large like enterprise software projects, but you can get um, uh, like you can get a bunch of um, things where like the the software is free. Use the software as much as you like, but you want either enterprise features or you want uh, you know access to support and documentation. I'd say that changed over time. That was more prevalent before. Nowadays, typically, if you want to do something like that, you kind of have to have some documentation outside available. 
Yeah. Anyway, fair I, point, fair point. That's fair. That's fair. But yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, I, I think a lot of this boils down to in my mind, it just goes back to community. I I, I, I don't think of, of, of mentorship as being uh separate, I think, from community. I disagree. And I think okay. Why do you disagree? I disagree violently to aggressively, I think it was, uh, you said. Uh, no, I see community for me is marketing. That's making the project popular with consumers of the software, uh, of the project. While mentoring is making it more accessible to developers, contributors, which is a totally different demographic mar uh, market to, to approach. So community and mentoring are now they can hopefully interact with each other a little bit and reinforce each other. That would be perfect world situation. But if I'm talking to community people and there is a thing called developer advocacy or something like that, mm -hmm. which is not, it's also kind of community, but it's not community. Community for me is putting stuff on YouTube, having blogs out there to make people want to use the product and make it more useful, viable, bigger community, more users will probably lead to more committers joining because, hey, this is probably some, this is something that's been used a lot. I want to program something, I'll choose your project, sir. So it does help that way, but it will, don't, I don't feel it including mentoring of new um, committers, new, new uh, project leaders of the, of, the, of the project itself. Mm -hmm. Mm. Uh, I mean, that's as far I, as Dave goes in agreeing with me usually <laughs> yeah I, I think the reason why I disagree is I think that as, especially like it, it starts it's a journey like you don't start off working with a project going oh I'm going to be a committer to this project like you start off as 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 a in many cases you start off as just a consumer a user of a project and then then you might want to start contributing to a project and then later on, you might decide, hey, I, I don't just want to contribute. I actually want to be part of the, the group that's steering this project. I, I want to become a committer. I disagree. I mean, this was through 20 years ago when both of us were still young. <laughs> we, mm. got, we got our first steps in there. That's basically how you got, how do you get an open source? Because you needed to fix a certain problem. You didn't have the money or the will to spend money to buy something commercial. You went on the very young internet and found something and it was half working and you kind of rolled into it that way. Today, as I alluded to earlier, when you go for, for a paid job as a developer, you want to show I have experience developing in these open source communities. And typically these days, young people are encouraged to just find a project that, okay, you should find it interesting if you think banking is the next level of hell, don't go for a financial application, something like that. If you like gaming, try to do something gaming, find something that kind of suits you. But you no longer, quite often, I think people are no longer actual users of the software before they become committers or at least try to contribute to it or again, grow in that uh, pyramid of well, the meritocracy I talked about last time mm. to get more importance, get more uh, benefits, more more feel good from the things you're doing, of course. So, yeah, being consumer first, so going community, consumer, and then computer, I don't see that happen. It still happens, obviously, but I think that's, I'm going to say a minority. I would, I would believe and have a lot of statistical information to back that up, not... I am only going by gut feel. I very, very strongly disagree with that. Like, I, I don't think that's no, how it works at all. But it's getting worse. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, 
unless uh, unless there's anything else, like anything else on this one, or do we wrap at this point? Uh, no, I mean, one thing I put, put down as well as the difference between open source and commercial mentoring is what is to be mentored? Because I did talk about culture a little bit. If you even just look at the technical stuff, mentoring in a commercial entity is typically mentoring in how to use the product or configure the product. And if you're on the developer side, it's more about learning the libraries that already exist so you can use what has been built already. Uh, open source, a lot of the mentorship also goes about using technology to build technology. Just learning how to write decent uh, Java, C Sharp, PHP, whatever your favorite uh, thing is uh, in the world. Mentoring in open source, because again, you have a lot of younger people where you can't really have expectations, has multiple levels. And where in a commercial entity, a single mentor to mentee relationship might just be enough to have that person uh, grow up as a good, good productive uh, team member. In open source, ideally, and again, never going to happen, but ideally you would have to have like two, maybe three mentors, one to do the underlying stuff, one to do the project itself, I want to give you the cultural aspects and everything. So again, the mentoring job in the open source is much more elaborate if done correctly. Mm. Documentation is still a sore point, especially in the smaller projects. And again, the, the most interesting projects are the ones that have the least amount of documentation because it's still in the <laughs> very nascent state and it's all new and exciting. I mean, becoming a committed for, I don't know, MariaDB today. Yeah, you're one of a thousand, I guess. Finding something more, much more, <laughs> that's, where, that's where you want to do it, right? Where the documentation isn't there. If you don't get that mentor relationship, it's very hard to, to grow up. And that's, I think, the main problem for open source. That's that first hurdle, that first stepping stone into the, well, not the in-crowd yet, but at least closer to that in-crowd to get that. You have to spend a lot of time, a lot of time, if you're going to do that on mm. yourself. And yes, you can bootstrap yourself with this stuff more than if you can commercial. Commercial typically you can't. Yep. But it takes months, if not years, for a project that's somewhat complicated, I mean, it's more than a calculator written for your phone. You, just getting through the, the ideas behind the code that's been written, the, 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 where the project is going to, because maybe you're spending a lot of time committing something here while the project already decided, yeah, but that part of it, we're kind of not going to do it anymore because we don't. Mm. Um, it takes a long time and a lot of disillusionment when you have spent a lot of time on it, didn't get mentorship. So didn't get the inner voices talking to you about what is good and bad spending of your time, finding out you spend a lot of time and it, in the end accumulated to nothing. It can burn people out very easily too. So for me, the final thing I want to say is that I do believe that a lot of open source, especially smaller ones, uh, projects should spend more time on mentorship, actively reaching out to people that maybe just do a simple, simple commit. But if you see some genius in there, some intelligence in there, reach out to them and see if you can do that. Because again, as we said last time, community is hugely important for all open source things. And one way to have a community working is by people talking about the project and having committers that are enthusiastic and feel welcome will also, just like community efforts, will also help you grow that community. So again, I agree, the thing, it's rare in the fact that it's more demanded than there's presence and there should be more emphasis put upon offering good active mentorship in open source. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. Come on, disagree with me. Yeah. I think I, th- I think there are certain parts that we are in strong agreement with, and there are certain things that uh, we just have very different views on. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, I, I, it's geographical. I mean, I'm mainland, you're an islander. That's totally different. <laughs> uh, and on that note, <laughs> that is definitely all the time we have for today. You can support this podcast by becoming a patron. Every contribution really does help. We're on YouTube. You can like, subscribe, comment, and hit the notification bell. You can go to www.roaringelephant.org for a link to our Patreon page and for more information about the podcast. Follow us on Twitter using the at Roaring Elephant tag and send your feedback to podcast at roaringelephant.org. Until next time, my name is, I will always be Jon's mentor, Dave. And my name is, I'm happy to mentor you on podcasting, Jon. <laughs> We look forward to talking to you next week. Goodbye. See you then. Bye.